You light the skies up above me. <laughs> mm. A star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bright. So bright. Yeah. You blind me. <laughs> Blinding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes, listeners. Or do. This is a podcast. (laughs) We can rule the world together, listeners. Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Rendition Pod, where we talk about sometimes good books that have been turned into sometimes good movies. Um, Today, we'll be talking about Stardust. It is a kind of a, a fantasy classic written by that most prolific, that most revered, Neil Gaiman. Uh, it's the story of a falling star uh, made into a woman uh, found by a nerd from a small village uh, of unsuspecting origin and uh, the hero's journey to true love. Um, and we'll talk about the differences between the plots between books and movies and Shakespeare and all that. Um and so uh, usually we have our dearest Judith on the movie today, but uh, substituting in, we have Lucy. Hi. Say hi, Lucy. Hi, I'm Lucy. <laughs> and uh, taking point on our book, uh, we have Ashley. Uh, say hello, Yo. Ashley. Oh, hello. Um, all right. So I figure uh, we can get kicked off uh, with the movie as we usually do. Um, and... Uh, Honey, dear, what did you think of the movie? It's it's maybe been a while since you've watched it, right? So, like, uh, what were your impressions? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out, I think, when I was 12, so I would have been a little too old to like for it to be cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it wasn't like a thing that I shared with my friends, but like personally uh. in my private life, I watched this movie mm. dozens of times. Uh, it's funny cause it's rated PG 13. So, you know, which uh. surprised me, but looking back, there is quite a bit of like sexual innuendo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, which like I glossed over as a child. That wasn't why I liked it. Why I liked it sure? was like the big campy villains. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I loved Michelle Pfeiffer's like evil heart eating witch. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I loved um, like the whole like Captain Shakespeare. Like, Oh, he was the best. I mean, could best you best character hands down? Yeah. Could you call him a villain? I though? would, I would a thousand percent agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's not, he's not, not such a, not such a like big character in the book. Um, I'm really glad that they made some changes to the movie because oh. that entire arc is delightful. I know, it's right? Best, like yeah. they cast Robert De Niro of all fucking people for a throw off character, and he was just like, "Yep, okay, this is what we're doing. I this <laughs> is my stole, show now." Stole the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want a movie about Captain Shakespeare. That's, <laughs> That's the movie it. we should have gotten. Oh, the found family <laughs> with his crew. Oh my god, there it is. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah. what else um so uh, things that i remember about this movie um there is sort of like a tone issue right like now that i'm thinking about it there it is a little like 
there's like some fucking right and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I even think like some reference to like drugs and things yeah, you know what i mean actually um things that are like not necessarily child appropriate but like it does it has like one of those scenes where like someone's walking and they stop and like the music stops and they turn around and then the music keeps going when they keep walking you know it has like those like sort of like cartoonish elements mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. in, like really bright colors and it's like yeah. all candy colored and it's about going into like a magic world mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it doesn't play that ironically at all no. like i feel like sometimes you can see where someone maybe was trying to make it like yeah. self-aware in it, but it's really not like it's just like a silly goofy fantasy story right i, <laughs> I feel like that book got the ella enchanted treatment uh because the because the book is actually way sadder like it's yeah it's not it's not like it's not silly really in any no, way no no it takes like story elements and it like makes you like really just i don't know there's some harrowing kind of uh lifelong themes in there and it's uh, it's banana the ending kills me honestly but um i was very surprised to learn spoiler alerts obviously but i was very surprised <laughs> to learn that um and that at the end of the book um it's like tragic because yeah. at the end of the movie it's like Oh, and they live together forever in the stars. I mean, it's like the corniest <laughs> possible. Like, yeah. I love it though. Yeah, I love. I love how like when I first saw the movie, I I really like. I really liked it. Um, I'd already read the book, and normally I'm a real stickler for if things change from book to movie. But in this case, I think all the changes uh, make a lot of sense for a film. Mm-hmm. And I do love. I love that it's sincere. It's it it isn't trying to be like tongue in cheek or campy, like you're saying, it is really sincerely just being a really fun, uh, silly fantasy movie. Yeah. And it, it pulls that off very well. I know. Like even in the like final confrontation with Michelle Pfeiffer, you get like, uh, she's all like, nah, 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 you killed my sisters. I have to eat you. He's going to break your heart anyway. And she's like, oh, just hold on to me. And then, you know, they defeat her by shining love. And it's like, oh, God, okay, this is this is a lot. This is saccharine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a craving right now. So that works, I guess. But Yeah, um, I love that, though. Like, I... I don't know. I, I, I like sincerity mm-hmm. in my media personally, even if it is a little cheesy. I, I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the cheese is good, especially like, uh, so if you take it from a different medium, obviously Neil Gaiman is, he knows how to bridge, uh, different mediums, different renditions, um, between like comic books and film and books themselves. And like, I feel like he puts a lot of detail and a lot of like poignant relevancy in his actual writing. And then he also like handles the transition himself a lot of the time, like, uh, especially like with Sandman or the Stardust comic book. Like it, it all had that same kind of like thread, but it was a, a completely different feel. Like, I don't know. So I guess uh, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do an adaptation, uh, Neil Gaiman's your guy. I guess I don't know. Um, but I mean, when you consider like when you consider that Neil Gaiman's like masterwork, in my opinion, is Sandman. Oh yeah, and so much of Sandman is about like the the nature of narrative. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it makes sense that he would be the kind of author who is comfortable with letting his narratives evolve and change based on the medium. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, and, and and he does that the best. I think I, mostly because he plays with story tropes. Like even take American Gods, and it's all about like these personifications of old stories and these old tropes that he's playing with and recreating. And it's like, 
that is the most adaptable media because most of us understand the base story on at least some level and have uh, interpretations or impressions of it. So like, uh, like I don't know, seeing uh, different versions is always going to be fun. It's like rereading your favorite book or watching your favorite movie a million and three times. It's like, yeah, okay, there's more stuff in there, but also like this feels familiar and I get a certain feeling, I get a certain like impression from this and it makes me think of certain things. But so, uh, good job, Neil Gaiman. You fucking killed it. You killed it. Killing it. Uh, I'm a big fan. I don't know if you guys have figured that out, but um, I love <laughs> I love most of his uh, stories. Like Coraline was bananas. Uh, Sandman, just all of it, all of it. Um, Coraline but, was another favorite film from my childhood. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. Like the stop motion is uh, amazing. Oh, like Leica, yeah. the studio that animated that yeah. is like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh but my it god, is, movie. that one killed me! I can't even think of anything that compares, honestly. No, God, you get to the end and you're like, I did the. Um, but yeah, it's it's fucking good. But um, I did, uh, yeah, I did like all the random cast members that were in Stardust. I thought they were uh, like the casting was. It's more star-studded than I realized. Also, they did that thing. I mentioned this to Elise earlier, and I hate it when they do this. But they cast like three blonde women with like the same dye job and haircut and like similar face <laughs> shapes and i'm like you i'm having trouble keeping these people straight you gotta mix it up a little bit they all did a very good job they're all like beautiful women and talented actors right but like right, just right. yeah it just not everyone needs to look like that guys no no and, <laughs> it and would like, make it a lot easier for me as the viewer if they didn't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how i feel that's how i feel when i think about like all the leading women of star wars i'm like well i mean you only have to learn how to draw one face and then you can just like make fan art of anyone yeah i mean pretty much dark hair uh put some buns on in strategic places et voila um so with woman you have draw <laughs> But there's also like an insane amount of other random people in there. It's like, didn't you say earlier that Henry Cavill is in here? Yeah, he's like, wait, the- where? <laughs> right. <laughs> he's he's the suitor, right? He's the other suitor. Yeah, the- he's the romantic rival at the beginning of the film. Oh, he's like, he's oh, Humphrey. Oh, he went to Ipswich. Oh, that track. <laughs> he traveled all the way to Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about going beyond the wall. Yes, but Ipswich. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Sienna Miller did a really good job. She, she, she she did. She's, She's so such funny. a nerd in real life. I love that. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, we have a friend, uh, and he. <laughs> we were out one night, and somebody was hitting on him, and they were like, "Did you know that you look like Henry Cavill?" He does not. <laughs> he does not. Spoiler alert. He does not. <laughs> And forevermore now, like we talk to him, we're like, hello, Henry Cavill. Do you have time for us today? <laughs> Just, um, That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, but I do, uh, Henry Cavill is pretty great. Uh, I always love like going back and seeing actors do like bit roles before they really make get their stride and start getting leading roles because it's always like oh you little nerd what are you doing You're they s- got great performances out of everybody in this they, movie they all just like really like bought into like the fantasy element. oh like, yeah. michelle pfeiffer especially is like mm-hmm. so over the top oh my god Robert de niro obviously right like he's a very good actor but like yeah. he really embraces the role he does such a good job i know he just like leads <laughs> into the, the brothers mm-hmm. i don't know the actors who play the brothers but they ham it up 
so like oh my god yeah no it's got um hang on i gotta look this up because they're all character actors primus and i can't remember the other brother's name but yeah uh they they really they bring they bring the thunder they have a good time yeah yeah i think it's got rupert uh grint no, hang on. Uh, I gotta look it up. Uh, Stardust. Oh, Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's got Ron Weasley. Also, um, I just remembered. Um, what's his name? Uh, he hosted the Golden Globes and it was like really controversial. Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, does have Ricky Gervais. He's the he's the old man. He's the and he's uh, like just self roasting in like every role that he plays. That's like not himself, <laughs> in, but he's also self roasting on those roles. Yeah, he actually he does not seem to like himself. <laughs> I think that's kind of the shtick, but um, <laughs> he also like he didn't. Uh, he wasn't given lines. He was just kind of like, oh, they were like, okay, bud, just spit, just keep going, just go. <laughs> and he's like, all right, uh, I'll make, I'll be a traveling salesman uh, in this fantasy realm. Um, yeah. So, oh, Mark Strong. Okay. Yeah. And then Rupert Everett. That's who I was thinking of. Like, these are all, and Jason Fleming, the dude, uh, he's a weird character actor. Uh, I remember him the most from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's fine. It's a Sean no, Connery I've seen, movie. I've seen that film once. Oh, man, that's one we should cover for bad adaptations. Oh. The comic books are great. Oh, I didn't know those were comic books. Okay. Ooh, girl, oh, girl. You have to oh. go to your shop. Oh, my God. Out. Yeah. All They're right. Really you heard it live, everybody. Uh, that's probably on the list, so look out. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the, the cast is bananas. Uh, it's just there's fucking uh, Peter O'Toole. Ian McKellen is the narrator. Um, the funny part is like, uh, they cast, um, Charlie Cox because he was like younger and really awkward and, uh, everybody really wanted Ben Barnes, uh, because, uh, he was on, what was it? The Narnia Chronicles. He was Prince Caspian and everybody was losing their minds over him at the time. I don't know who Ben Barnes is. Oh yeah. He's, um, <laughs> I've just seen that movie. I still don't know. I don't know. Early two thousands heartthrob. I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, he's done other things. I'm so sorry, Ben Barnes. Um, but, uh, just, he, uh, so shout yeah. out to all the Ben Barnes in the audience. <laughs> shout out. Uh, don't at me stands. I swear. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, but, uh, they ended up casting him as the younger version of his dad uh instead of like the lead which is uh pretty funny because honestly i think charlie cox pulled it off he was he was a cute little nerd he was just like uh what was it that picnic that he's going on with uh victoria and he's like this champagne glass is in the shape of a boob (laughs) 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 and she's like all right (laughs) cool um i actually so that was like you know not to jump ahead to the book conversation too much oh totally that's like uh my, I kind of like Tristan a lot more in the movie, and I think the romance is actually a lot more believable in the movie than it is in the book. It, it, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I would say, like, uh, as much as I like Neil Gaiman, writing convincing, like, sexual tension between two characters is not one of his strengths. No, no. He writes great individual characters, and then, like, it, like you know, Neverwhere. Like, it, my, oh, my God. Have I told you? My, I, I read Neverwhere on a, on a road trip. Mm-hmm. And if I had to read the phrase opalescent eyes one more goddamn time, I was about ready to throw it out the window. I was like, Neil Gaiman, I love you, but I cannot. Yeah, that was his first book. It was his first book. And, I know, I know. And, the world building's uh, amazing. The world is so cool. It's amazing. And honestly, he wrote the epitome of a manic pixie dream girl. Like, he wrote, like, she's 
Yeah, she's the poster child. Uh, but well, and the, and the main male character is like so uninteresting, and all these hot fey women keep hitting on him, yeah. and I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? I, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I, okay, this is an early. I like, thank God the world's interesting. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, so, any other uh, any other thoughts on the movie, there, darling? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a. I, I could talk for a long time about this movie because I really did love it when I was a kid. Um, okay, so obviously we already said Captain Shakespeare, best character. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, I just want to reiterate um, the Captain Shakespeare character is so brilliant. He's not even in the film for like that long. No, um, but like the whole gag is he's like, a, like a you know. Um, like a classic pirate, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. very scary, and they like end up on a ship, and it's like very terrifying, right? <laughs> um, but they kind of play it for laughs at first, but then it gets like really sincere, and he's like treated as like the best, like the only useful role model in mm-hmm. the whole movie. But like, um, it turns out he's like in secret, like a cross dresser, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And like, it's like, oh, it's like funny. This uh, like hard hearted oh. man is actually very like soft and um, effeminate, yeah. and effeminate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like. Uh, and he's like so worried about like getting. It was like one of the first like um, positive portrayals of like queerness that I ever saw. And okay, he, they didn't even yeah. like say cross dresser. I don't think no, in the movie. Like, no, um, but like he's he's like so ashamed of it. But like it turns out uh, everybody already knew and didn't care and like no, loved him anyways. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they were like, no, of course you're Shakespeare. It doesn't matter. Like, and then he's like he teaches you know his uh, his. Uh, Min- mentee <laughs> Tristan mm-hmm. like how to put on like a good performance yeah. and how to um, you know but also like in that same vein like using that performance to stay true to yourself yeah, and like exactly isn't um, that fucking cute it's, it's so good it's so like wholesome like a good story for children which is so <laughs> weird that it's like PG-13 and like really not for kids like I think that's part of the reason it didn't do well is like they didn't know like yeah, they didn't yeah. know who they were marketing it to like they wrote it with this, like this sort of PG thirteen, but it's like yeah. it's like for kids, frankly. Like I, I would show it to a child. Like I know there's like yeah. a little bit of nudity and stuff, but like I don't think I don't think there's any rule. There's not a nudity I, actually. I it's just like references butt. to sex. Uh, yeah, there's references to sex. I think there's a butt shot of Claire Danes as she's getting in the tub. Uh, but yeah, uh, but in that context, it's not even like particularly no. sexy. She's like getting into a tub she, to be. She's getting in the tub as like uh, bait yeah. <laughs> for the, yeah. the witch, well, right? It's not, it's, the movie, it, like, and that's your kind. Of, I think you really hit the nail on the head. They don't know who their target market was. Like, it's not. It's it's kind of a weird movie, and that like, and I, I wish it wasn't weird. Like, there's no like male gaze moments. Yeah, which and, like, is- there's no like moments where it feels like the camera is like lingering on a female character or shot or framed in a way that like feels titillating. Yeah, yeah. But like. Conversely, it doesn't have any moments like that on the ma- like like you know it doesn't sexualize the male characters either. Yeah. Like I've been working my way through the MCU recently, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious how many like shots there are of the male actors that are like these very like kind of I don't know like they're supposed to be sexualized, but it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it's for the female audience members. It feels like it's almost an aspirational shot. <laughs> yeah, like it'll the- be like you know, like muscles bulging and like they're all shaved down. You know, there's yeah. a babe. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that's America's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know. Uh, but it doesn't even feel like I don't know. Like I'm like, who is this shot for? Because I don't feel like, as a male attracted person, I don't feel like this shot's for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think like the and so like my it, I guess my point is like Stardust doesn't have any of those moments. It has like the cute like it has like yeah when when um, Shakespeare's teaching Tristan how to dance and it has her like kind of seeing him in a different light for the first time. Like mm-hmm. it has those kind of shots, but it never has these like, 
mm-hmm. shots where it feels like it's you know being titillating right. or like sexualizing you, its characters yeah you should be very attracted to this character kind of thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's uh which is again the the casting is great because they specifically picked charlie cox over the more attractive technically ben barnes uh sorry charlie cox uh but <laughs> just roast yeah, not just charlie Cox's <laughs> <in the> audience. <laughs> again stands don't at me uh so uh but no i i think you're right about the um it the gaze on the those characters because like those are kind of uh, in the MCU, it almost feels like the inspirational posters in your principal's wall with the eagle <laughs> flying in the background, uh, where, where it's like dedication uh, and you know work ethic. Uh, and then in this one, it's just it it is kind of funny that this is a fantasy realm and this is all about like you know this otherworldly kind of place and people trying to find their place in it. Um, but you don't you're taken in by their character not necessarily by what they look like uh which is or at least they don't frame that as much which is cool like cool i mean one of the critiques on fantasy is that they make it uh everything is over the top all you know characters are sometimes very mary sue or they're way too attractive for no reason you know and so it's like okay this is cool this is really cool you're taking it from like this nerd uh, goes on a hero's journey to try and figure out, uh, and he finds who he is along the way, and his true love, and, and which I make that voice, but uh, I actually really like those stories, so never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but anyway, um, let's see. Uh, did you have any other points before we pass the torch over to Ashley for the book discussion? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say a quick thing about like um, the difference between like the way that um, characters are portrayed as like. Um, like a male gazy way in the MCU and um, and in this movie where they're really not. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the big difference is that this movie is like a movie that's specifically about agency. Like the whole plot is this like star gets like pulled down to earth Mm -hmm. um, and she's, everyone's trying to enslave her and even the main character at the beginning is like trying to use her for his own ends, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, and uh, he comes to like learn and respect her agency. Yeah. And she does like the same thing for him. At first, she thinks he's just like sort of like a goofy little boy. She mm-hmm. doesn't really respect him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's some. They they come to like learn and respect each other. And yeah. like all the other characters in the movie are also engaging with this like thing of like uh, or this like concept of agency, whether they're trying to take it from someone yeah. or trying to earn it for themselves. Right. Yeah. Um. And like the MCU is like different because all those characters are objects really like yeah. they're objects they're, they usually are like sometimes they'll give them character arc that is interesting or whatever but yeah. like they're really meant to like personify just like one thing yeah. and like stand for that one thing so Captain America's a great example like you say that's that's America's ass right <laughs> yeah. and he's like literally like yeah. he is an object in every sense of the word mm. um, like he's yeah he's like an object that stands in for like what is America rather than like a full character right and I think uh, yeah, not getting too deep into MCU stuff because that's not this podcast. But um, but uh, I do, which like, I don't think is bad, by the way. I think it's fine yeah. to have characters that like represent and like. Th- I yeah. don't think there's anything inherently wrong with like male gaze type stories. Mm-hmm. I just think they're like vastly overrepresented, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And like, um, you know, you get uh, Greek gods and goddesses that are the personification of these very wide ideas, and like uh, that is kind of what stories are. A lot of the time, it's like identifying. Uh, and personifying these certain traits and like where they would play out in certain settings and what you can glean from that, you know, or, or at least that's 
what I enjoy about well, yeah, stories. archetypes exist for a reason, and yeah. tropes exist for a reason. You know, complain like complaining that stories are made out of tropes is like complaining that trees are made out of wood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, ah, too porous. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, Ashley, darling, uh, I know it's been a while since you read the book, but it's been a very long time. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not gonna have as much to say about the book as the movie, unfortunately, because I've definitely seen the movie um, more recently. Mm-hmm. But um, I also read this book around, I read it around age 12. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was loaned to me by my older cousin. Cool. Cool. She said, you like to read, you'll probably like this. And she gave it to me and I did like it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good book. It's really, it's, you know, I like Neil Gaiman quite a bit um, as much as I was ragging on him earlier. Yeah. 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 Um, he's an amazing world builder. Oh yeah. And he's very well read and he likes to weave illusions in his stories. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, there's a lot of poetry and like references to history and like, and nursery rhymes throughout this. Yeah. 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 Nursery rhymes. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's fun. That's a, that's a fun part of the read. But like as a kid, I wouldn't have picked up on like, you know, like the lion and the unicorn battle. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that that poem or that nursery rhyme is like, you know, like a, it's a reference to like you know the the wars in in England of yeah. the War of the Roses you know, bloodlines. Yeah, yeah, I think I think War of the Roses. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, as a kid, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had that perspective, obviously. Yeah, I feel like a lot of English nursery rhymes make their way into that story. Like the uh, How far can you go on a Babylon candle? is one of the mm-hmm. other ones and i was like oh okay i i've actually heard and seen this in a few other like fairy kind of storytelling mediums uh which is which is interesting because the english like they they're fair it is their fairy stories like you know the fae have made its way into like more uh globalized storytelling but um i do think it's interesting that like it mostly started in england and they've got their own their own sect of it their own like uh, millions of different like layers to add into it and lore and you're like oh there's so many rules to this okay i don't maybe remember all of them i don't know don't eat anything while you're here that's one of them right um but <laughs> but yeah um so and don't yeah don't don't give anyone your name yeah anything. yeah but, exactly. uh, yeah I, so yeah i guess that's it like so you got your boy you got your baby boy twist and i mean it's much the same setup as the movie in the beginning mm. um except that he does have like uh a mother figure and a half sister mm-hmm. and his dad was engaged to be married when he like a Tristan's mom, which I Whoa. do not approve of. Whoa, <laughs> she was so bewitching, saucy, <laughs> saucy. Oh, and it, um, yeah. But anyway, then, again, it's like the you know the human realm is kind of yeah like right alongside the Fey realm, and mm-hmm. and you've got you know Tristan you know Tristan goes into the Fey realm, so you kind of get to discover it through his eyes, mm-hmm. and it has all these. It, you know, it is much different in the movie in that like it is kind of like rule heavy, and mm-hmm. several different characters who kind of sh- some of them show up in the film but they're you know totally they act very differently oh yeah yeah um, like i remember primus being less of a shit 
in the book than he mm-hmm. is in the movie. Uh, which which he's not fine. really he's not really that antagonistic. No, no. And in the movie, he's definitely more like oh, it's my throne. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, That's a very good Primus impression. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I thought he was with us for a moment. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the budget for that guy. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like all of the characters seem to. I don't know. They're, he has a really, Neil Gaiman has a really cool way of making fantastical things human, uh, which I dig a lot. So like uh, all the brothers fighting over the throne and then like the ghosts in the background was brilliant. It's like, I love them as the peanut gallery, just heckling them. Like in both the book and the movie, they're just like, oh, you fucked that one up then. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You shouldn't have thrown me off the cliff. Yeah, we could have taken out Septimus. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. a lot of people die in the movie, but it's very cartoony. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in the book, if it's yeah. like a little more graphic, but that was the other thing that made me think it was for children, right? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like a like a fairy tale where they're like, oh, and then she had her hands cut off. You know, it's very it's very dry. Uh, <laughs> it's just like matter of fact, like, oh, and he died. We all knew that was coming. Did we? Maybe. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and then... I don't know. All of them are pretty good. Uh, I dig them a lot. Uh, like, what is it? Um, the uh, Tristan's I feel like, mom. Uh, Neil, Gaiman, Neil Gaiman is really good at writing characters that feel like it feels like when you're playing D and D and you meet like a really cool NPC. Like yeah. all of the side characters, you're like in in most. I mean, pretty much everything he writes are really like fleshed out, interesting characters. Right, right, and they have so, cool limitations and powers, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, all right, yeah. Yeah, there's there's always yeah there's he always he gives a lot of thought to his world building, as he said, but also his characters are a lot of fun. Um, oh. Tristan mm-hmm. goes on a, a pretty decent journey as a character. I don't think the romance is as justified in the book as in the movie. No, but I think that the ending is like really sad and romantic oh, um oh my god the ending kills me like that's probably one of my favorite endings of a book i think because it's just like he dies and she is left as the limping immortal you know guarding stormhold and just staring up at the stars knowing that she'll never be able to go home and it's like fuck okay all right the end the end um which like it's it's, sweet ending yeah it's so poignant because it's like tristan gets his his hero's journey he finds his home he finds where he was always meant to be uh he finds his true love uh and his inheritance and then yvain is she has an accident she finds her true love which you know because like it's a two-way street that's uh our it's been said in the book um but like she doesn't she has to make the best of where she landed you know like she has to Mm. she has to fight and find her way into some semblance of happiness when it wasn't something she chose to begin with Um, right so like i don't know the agency is very cool because like she did have to fight tooth and nail to not be like you know used as a pawn or you know disemboweled or like you know uh like sent as a gift um and so i don't know i guess it's a comment on like powerful characters being uh coveted almost and like it yeah i do like i do like when um when the the witch character uh finally catches up with her she's like i've already given my heart to tristan and the witch is just kind of like 
you dumb bitch and then just like pieces out there's not even like a final battle she's just like she's like men suck i i'm out right. <laughs> fuck it i'm not head out she like she just pulls it oh yeah uh, uh she just like it's like yeah yeah like, mm. yeah that's the thing in, okay, the, in the book she so just funny, leaves she just yeah. like she decides like, well, to leave. Like, this isn't gonna be mad at me but okay bye. yeah versus the movie where obviously these very powerful very malicious witch characters should are not allowed to live they're not allowed to just like walk away because it's uh that's not how uh movies work i don't think but um <laughs> wouldn't but, that be wouldn't that be uh that would be a real uh subversion if a hollywood film did that yeah and then all this work for like a big final battle and then the characters just talked it out yeah yeah i would love that i would love that so much it would crack me up i'm glad uh, they had the final battle in this one though yeah it's yeah intense. it is it's intense <laughs> there's like voodoo involved like that that's maybe like sort of like a racist characterization of oh, voodoo, yeah, but it is that it is that trope where they have like the doll body. and they move the doll around to yeah. make his dead body move <laughs> yeah and then what was it they sacrifice a crocodile uh i guess it was supposed to be a pig but they couldn't get one in time so they were like <laughs> we've got this rubber crocodile let's do that um so that's how that worked but um oh nice that's a that's a fun trivia <laughs> yeah right uh but yeah i don't know i I dug the book a lot when I was younger. Like, I read it, um, I don't know when the hell it was. I think I was, like, 14 or 15, and I was going to Barnes & Noble a lot, and it was, like, on the, ooh, new and paperback section. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best fucking book ever. Uh, it's high fantasy. It's poignant. It's interesting. There's so many fucking characters in this. It's amazing. Um, and it, I think that might have been actually my first Neil Gaiman story. Um, I think that might have been mine too. Yeah, it, it was definitely my first Neil Gaiman story. I mean, I haven't read the book, but it was the movie. It was the first Neil yeah. Gaiman that I ever consumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I still haven't read Sandman, so that's on the homework list there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ash, uh, did you have any other uh, thoughts on the book? By the way, uh, I kind of segued us uh, a little bit. I would. Uh, it, it, um, I would definitely recommend it. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, both the movie and the book are good. They're very different, but I think that the heart um, is still in in both versions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> they're both definitely worth your time. Yeah, yeah. They're very good. <laughs> the movie is definitely funnier, uh, but... Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, definitely the book is not, like, uh, not... It's, it's, humorous affair no i mean there's some bits in there there's some very dry bits in there but it's yeah. it's mostly uh yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty funny uh not anyway um so yeah okay all right well um i think that uh i don't know which one would be better at least in my opinion uh because they're both just very very different um i think i would in, say both like yeah both they're both very good. They're just both like, like solid what experience. Are you looking? Yeah, for? exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you know what's up. Um, but yeah. So. All right. Well, darlings, uh, I think we've talked about this uh, very wonderful tale as much as we can at the moment. Um, uh, watch it. Read it. Get into it. Neil Gaiman is amazing. If you haven't read or consumed any of his things, there's so much out there. And um, I don't know. If you're looking for a story, that's where I would start. Um, so uh, thanks for listening to the Rendition Pod. Uh, please check us out on Instagram at the Rendition Pod, all one word. Uh, you can watch, or uh, you can check out me doodling 
very badly uh, movie posters for the episodes that we do. So uh, <laughs> we'll see if I figure out how to work Instagram. Uh, but, yeah, you know, give it a look. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess um, we'll see you next time, babes. Bye. Bye. Mm. Ciao.